0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for monday february 1st 2021 i'm on your host blessing Adioye jr joining me is tim ma fucking gettys
1: bless i'm feeling good man coming off yeah. a great weekend right now it's me blessed kevin coelho doing kind of funny games daily what a monday to be alive what a, a monday sonic the hedgehog
0: show what we got shit to talk about kevin what was it that you said right before we started the show
2: I got the devil inside me.
0: <laughs> I love Kevin so much. I love that it Kevin is... always throws us for a loop right before mm-hmm. we start the show. I mm-hmm. appreciate it. It's Tim. Groundhog's
1: Day
2: Eve. Blessing. What are you oh, going to do really? to celebrate?
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any plans. Come on, bless. What I'll Carol's probably birthday.
2: do. Bless, it's Carol's what birthday I... tomorrow. Everyone knows that. Oh, it's Carol's Day. Br- Carol's birthday, same day.
0: Damn. And some, I mean, tomorrow's a big day. I might. You know what I might do tonight to celebrate? hmm I might watch Indiana Jones, the first. Oh, to get (laughs) ready for
1: in review this week, your first ever in review series.
0: Yeah, all this Indiana Jones, a series that I've I've never really cared about, but now that we're doing an in review, I'm very excited to actually jump into because this is like the 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 only excuse.
1: Yeah, it's like it's it's tailored around it where it's like you we need the new the fresh perspective.
0: Yeah. No, I'm de- I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna bring a 2020 perspective Indiana Indiana Jones. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Of course, that's happening what this Thursday? Mm-hmm. This Thursday for people. Look out for that in review of Indiana Jones. But this is it in review tim this is kind of funny games daily so let's talk about some video game news like switch sales surpassing 3ds mlb the show coming to xbox and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you and correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, teeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you uh thank you to everyone who came through over the weekend during our second 12 hour mm-hmm. live stream we had various goals uh, such as me and andy playing scary games greg hosting an episode of the blessing show and more isn't that right tim
1: oh it's damn right we hit them all smashed it did we get so, them all so stoked i mean we hit them all of this st- like well we hit the stretch goals we got up to the 100k which is the most oh, wait, did, oh i didn't that's realize funny. we got up that's to the 100k wildly. yeah that's wildly. oh yeah holy shit oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah! we got to the 100 baby oh my we got god to the I... second greg miller community podcast
0: yeah oh my god that, that's actually very exciting because that means way more things are happening that i even oh, realized yeah. oh so yeah look forward yeah. to that very the second Greg cool I can't wait for the Greg Miller uh, community po- podcast a thon because that's mm-hmm. something where, before I got hired at Kind of Funny, that's something I would have dreamed of. Like, getting, yeah. get, is, are those being hosted on Twitch also? On our Kinda Twitch. Funny? Yeah,
1: the plan is they'll be, Greg will do a whole day, uh, two whole days now uh, with different community podcasts, and they'll be able to do whatever they want with them, obviously, but also it'll be on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games for the exposure and shoutouts and all that.
0: That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if you missed out uh, and you want to know what supporting can get you, you can head over to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon and check out the perks over there. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trent Berry, Blackjack, Louise Aguiar, James Davis, and the nanobiologist. Today we're brought to you by Brooklinen and Honey, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be
2: the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today—a baker's dozen.
0: Starting with our number one, Nintendo Switch has sold nearly 80 million units. Mm -hmm. 80 million units. This is from Christopher Dring at GamesIndustry.biz. Nintendo Switch has eclipsed the lifetime sales of the 3DS in less than four years. Nintendo has said. The firm revealed in its latest financial report that. 79.87 million Switch devices have been shipped worldwide. The console is currently Nintendo's fifth best-selling machine behind the Nintendo DS with 154 million, Nintendo Wii with 101.6 million, the Game Boy with 118.7 million, and the Game Boy Advanced with 81.5 million. In terms of sell-through, meaning in the hands of consumers, Switch sales are at around 74 million Nintendo estimates. 532.34 million Switch games have been sold since its release in March 2017, putting it behind just the DS with 948.72 million software sales and the Wii with 921.85 million software sales. The sales figures are part of the company's latest financials for the nine months ending December 31st, 2020, where the firm has already hit its annual net sales target of 13.4 billion dollars a 37 percent increase over the year before i'm gonna say that again a 37 percent increase over the year before nintendo switch has shipped 24.1 million units over the nine month period a rise of 36 percent compared with the same period the year prior and making it the most successful sales period for the console to date 16.7 million was of the normal Switch variant, with the remaining 7.3 million being the Switch Lite device. 24 million was the company's previous estimate, and Nintendo says it will ship 26.5 million by the end of March. I know you're thinking, blah blah blah, hardware sales, blah blah blah. Give me that good stuff. What are the Switch software sales? Well, I got you. We got the top 10 Switch software titles. I'm going to start at number 10 uh, with. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe at 9.82 million
1: units. Number nine,
0: Splatoon 2 at 11.90 million
1: units. Hold on. Number stop, eight- stop, 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 stop. I'll stop there. What's up? Number 10, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe at 9.82 million. That's almost 10 million copies of a Wii, Wii, U, Wii U launch game. game. <laughs> it do- the craziness
0: doesn't stop. Also, I want to I point out, but I don't even need to get there because people can probably already assume this. Mario Maker isn't on this list. Somehow, New Super Mario Brothers. U demolished the Mario Maker numbers. Mario Maker is somewhere around 6 million, which surprises me, but I guess it's all in the name, right? Like, New yeah, Super totally. Mario Brothers is an easier thing to sell than Mario Maker, even though, theoretically, in my mind, Mario Maker is just infinite Mario, infinite 2D Mario. And so, oh, like, why you...
1: wouldn't that sell more? Because I think, I think the idea of, you know, parents buying kind of a, a finished, completed game that the kids themselves don't have to make is kind of like an easier sell and yeah. plus the multiplayer and all that, which I, there's multiplayer in Mario Maker, but it's different. Like this that's different designed around uh, the idea of a bunch of dumb kids sitting on a couch playing together, you know? But uh, also like, but, there's a hundred like Nintendo levels in Mario Maker. Again, like difficult yeah, thing to sell and communicate to parents, but. Totally. Uh, but here's the thing. You're saying this, like that you're surprised. Six million is still a fuck ton of units oh, yeah. sold for Mario Maker 2. So sure, it's not in the top 10, but oh my God. <laughs>
0: That is a 100%. Lot. Uh, so that's number 10. Number nine, Splatoon 2 at 11.9 million units. Uh, number eight is Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee at 13 million units. Number seven, Super Mario Party at 13.82 million units. Wow. Number six, super mario odyssey at 20.23 million units number five we've got pokemon sword and shield for 20.35 million units uh number four zelda breath of the wild at 21.45 million units number three super smash brothers ultimate at 22.85 million units and then number two at number two is animal crossing new horizons at 31.18 million units
1: in one year new Horizon. in less than a year it came out what late march right yeah in nine months in nine, nine months, months sold 31 million units on on a piece of hardware that there are only about 80 million units of 80 million units out there <laughs> that's, that's almost that
0: it's almost 50 percent penetration like it is approaching yeah, that totally in, a, in less than <laughs> in nine, nine months months
1: man It's fucked up. (laughs) And then at number
0: one to round all this out is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 33.41 million units. And so not that far ahead of Animal Crossing New Horizons, which very, very likely will become the number one selling Switch title. Oh,
1: within days. Within days. Imran Khan joins the chat. What's up, dude?
3: I had to point this out because I feel like this is important to notice. Animal Crossing New Horizons has outsold the entire Metroid series. All of it. (laughs) Jesus. In nine months god that is insane there's
1: like, there are a lot of places we can start with this list totally <laughs> go, go, forward, Tim, go for it go for it just looking at this list though it, it really does speak to you know quality matters when you put out quality exclusive titles they will sell that there's rare exception on this list i do feel like uh super mario party stands out as kind of it, it's definitely not the best mario party whereas a lot of these are up there in the conversation of best in the franchise and then Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I am surprised they're this high. Like, I remember they sold well, but not nearly as well as the traditional standard core Pokemon game. But damn, they're making it, they're squeaking into the top 10 when we we just established, like, we're talking a top 10 of legends.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that, I, the po- So Pokemon, I think, is an interesting one to, to to point out. Because that was one of the things I noticed uh, when this list dropped, is Pokemon, Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield is number five at 20 million units and if you asked me say a year ago i would have expected pokemon sword and shield to be either top one or top two in terms of software sales and i wonder if that i wonder if that lines up with how game freak expected it to do or i wonder if they expected it to to do better even pokemon even pokemon uh let's go pikachu and eevee at 13 million units strikes strikes me as somewhat I guess, low on the total. Like, it's high overall when you look at the numbers. Like, 13 million units is a lot of units. But when you look at the totem pole of number eight in terms of top software titles, I would have expected a core Pokemon title to do better.
3: So Doing uh, really well. Like, it's... I want to say it's probably on track to be the best-selling Pokemon title at some point.
1: Like no one ever was.
3: (laughs) It's going to catch them all, blessing.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I... I think that with the Pokemon games, they always kind of just sell over the course of the entire life cycle of whatever, whatever the device is. And so I think that Sword and Shield and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are just going to keep creeping, creeping, creeping. But whenever the next Pokemon game comes out, I think it's going to have an even higher base. But the thing is, like Imran just said, it's like, just off the top of this, like I, don't, I, I should probably Google this and look it up, but I'm pretty sure that Sword and Shield, with these numbers, it already puts it Above any of the recent Pokemon games. And yeah. those were on the 3DS that had a much mm-hmm. bigger um
3: install base at the time three. that the things
1: came out. It's number three. Okay, okay. So it's
3: like a red and green or red and blue, whatever. Uh, uh-huh. then mm-hmm. gold silver. Gold and silver. Okay, yeah. Million.
1: That, that makes sense because the Game Boy uh install library. So or install base. Why do I keep saying library? Uh but yeah, that's that's absolutely nuts. So I do think that contextually within the the rules that the Switch has presented, these Pokemon numbers do seem low. Because like if the attach rate of something like Animal Crossing is so high, it's weird that Pokemon isn't similarly booming.
0: Yeah. but And that's my thing is I would have expected it to be re- reverse, where, where Pokemon would be the one selling 30 million software sales, and Animal Crossing would be the one selling like 18 million or th- even 13 million. Animal Crossing doing this well is something that is so unprecedented. Because Animal Crossing, but before Animal Crossing New Horizons, like people loved Animal Crossing, but it was it did feel like this more niche thing where like if you're an Animal Crossing fan, you're an Animal Crossing fan, and everybody else is kind of like cool. They're having fun over there on their Animal Crossing islands, uh, pun <laughs> intended. But Animal Crossing New Horizons brought it up to a level that I don't think even Nintendo would have uh, would have predicted. Like now so it is plus- a
3: mainstream mainstream hit. There's two things like the numbers kind of lie here. So. One thing you need to consider is, like, in terms of Pokemon sales, this is the most expensive Pokemon has ever been. It is $60 per copy. So, like, it's even true. if it's not selling true. as much as a previous Pokemon game, it is also, like, three times the cost. Yeah, making, also, probably making more money. Between Pokemon and Animal Crossing, you have to consider the fact that Animal Crossing is a... All of the updates up until, like, so far have been free. Pokemon has two... Ca- or as expansion pass of two campaigns of uh, DLC. So in terms of money made, I'm almost positive Sword and Shield is probably the best, like the most revenue generating Pokemon game, period.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. What about the most revenue driving game on this list? Would that be Smash Ultimate?
3: It would probably be Smash Ultimate, or if you want to consider return on investment, it's either a new Super Mario Brothers or Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Cause those oh my are god! Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mario just, Kart 8 Deluxe you
0: know. is probably yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah, Mario Kart
1: 8 Deluxe is literally just like hey, it's here's the an same extra game. Thirty-three million units. <laughs> Man,
3: that's god, crazy! Nintendo,
1: I can't wait till you start releasing games again. That's gonna <laughs> be so fun. Dude, I, I want to pull in
0: a couple of interesting uh, fun stats from our friend on Twitter, Daniel Mod at Zyuge EX, uh, who tweets some stats of the day, starting with the Nintendo Switch Lite. Uh, the N- Nintendo Switch Lite is, uh, has sold 13.53 million units uh, uh, in terms of hardware sales, and that is compared to the Wii U, which sold 13.56 million units. So the Nintendo Switch Lite is almost outselling the Wii U alone. Uh and then uh approximately thirty-nine percent of all Nintendo Switch owners have a copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, with you know the sales numbers there being thirty point thirty-one point eighteen million units, uh, with the overall Switch hardware sales being almost eighty million units. And so that's a fun fact right there. And then if you want to compare how the Switch is doing compared to other consoles, uh, uh, compared to other Nintendo consoles after the first 46 months, Nintendo D- Nintendo DS at around this time was at 83 million. And again, this is compared to Switch's uh, uh, 79.9 million, 79.9 yeah, million. Right under 80. Uh, Wii at this time was around 75 million. Uh, 3DS at this time was around 50 million. And Wii U, obviously, uh, of course, was around 13 million. And so right now switch neck and neck a little bit neck and neck with the nintendo ds
1: yeah i mean that's it's pretty so. crazy and it's you know thinking about the switch we're in a really weird time right now of 2021 about to be hit in march like four years with this console is it feels simultaneously like a long time and like we're just getting started you know it's it's kind of a, it's a weird place where i i feel like the only real puttering out the switch has is releasing like a quantity of new games like the last couple years we saw a bunch of you know at least from january to december there'd be six new titles or something and that's kind of dwindled down to about two a year uh but i think a lot of that also has to do with ports and we're just like running out of things to port like at this point (laughs) with with 3d world coming out there's very very little that's stuck on the wii u and we're at the point that the the things that are stuck on the wii u are zelda ports from other consoles
0: yeah and or snes remix which I've, <laughs> I've been waiting on and i've given up hope on um but yeah no it's been it it this is even more fascinating given that last year for nintendo seems like a year that was a down year aside from animal crossing like, the whole the whole fall felt pretty empty. You know, we had Hyrule Warriors. We had uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. But I feel like it was very apparent that stuff got shifted because of COVID and all that. Um, and even with that, the software sales and hardware sales for Switch are still rising. I'm going to bring in a, a question here from the nanobiologist who writes in and says, Hey, guys. So, wild, wild numbers from Nintendo. Crazy as probably being 31 million sold for Animal Crossing New Horizons in less than a year. The biggest question is, can this only be attributed to the quarantine? Would Animal Crossing New Horizons even remotely hit these numbers if you we weren't all sad and missing going outside right when quarantine started as well as slowly getting stir crazy as the quarantine went on? Did Nintendo miss out on many more opportunities for possibly holding rumored games like Metroid Prime Trilogy, Legend of Zelda Remasters, Mario Party DLC, Thanks, the nanobiologist. How do we feel about quarantine's effect on Nintendo? I think it's kind of a mix
1: because I I do think that there are a lot of copies of Animal Crossing sold to people during quarantine that would have not ever bought it or a Switch without quarantine. I think because of that, that means that the lack of new games isn't necessarily the worst thing because they had such a backlog of games to be able to go back and play. I know personally three or four people that bought a Switch for Animal Crossing during the stay at home stuff and then also got Mario Kart and also got Smash Brothers and also got Mario Odyssey. So it's like and Breath of the Wild, the kind of going back into the the library that the Switch already has of established games that the price still hasn't fucking dropped because it's Nintendo. (laughs) So it's new to them.
0: Yeah, I think I think Animal Crossing Doing this well was probably inevitable. I think obviously it's doing it's doing all these software sales are doing better than they would have because of quarantine and a lot of stuff. Uh, I think despite quarantine, Animal Crossing was due for blowing up. I think it's just been one one of those things where it's never really had the proper shot at being on a on a system that had wide pre- penetration. Animal Crossing New Leaf was on the 3DS. Everybody had a 3DS, so I like. You know, it, it was it was going to do well on there, but the switch. I feel like being a different kind of beast when it comes to how everyone has one, right? Like Nintendo only has to focus on one system as opposed to multiple. Uh, and Animal Crossing kind of ha- kind of being able to to live and breathe and be its own centerpiece on the system that is doing uh, super well mm-hmm. is allowing it to kind of ha- have that have its moment and blow up in the way that it probably wasn't able to before because it was either on the DS- on the three DS or on the wii or on the gamecube right like finally animal crossing is kind of have its moment well, um hold up um, and bit, so like
3: New and Go an sold 12 million copies that is not a like small number it, like it granted 30 million is result of quarantine but it's not like animal crossing was not a huge success before this it was just like like 12 million is more than like most sony first party games sell.
0: yeah <laughs> but In 30 million lifetime. is something else though like 30 yeah. Almost having fifty percent penetration is like a, oh, this is magic now. Like now, this is this might be our biggest franchise.
1: I mean, well, crazy that's crazy to think. That's about. the thing is like once you start talking about thirty million, it's like, how many games period have you even sold that much? You know, like that. Five. That's like Mario Kart. We, New
3: of Mario Brothers*. We, uh, *GTA*, *Tetris*, uh, *Minecraft*.
1: Yeah that's crazy that's crazy animal crossing
0: is in the is in that conversation
1: <laughs> and then mario kart now mario kart 8 which is, also, i guess if you, if you combine the two mario kart 8s i'm sure yeah. that gets it even oh higher.
0: yeah 100 percent. but then also to Dana about question right of like what would it like did, did nintendo miss out on more opportunities like putting out metroid prime trilogy or other games i i think that all that all all of this kind of does come down to quarantine's effects on us where Nintendo, very obviously, I think, was supposed to put out games late last year and wasn't able to because stuff got shifted around with work from home and all that. And so even if they wanted to capitalize, I don't think that I don't think that decision was really on their in their hands. As much as quarantine helped their sales, that
3: did push around things. uh, It's also not a magic bullet. Like Xenoblade came out in May and it didn't do. I mean, it did fine. It was the third release of that game. But like it's. It didn't outsell Xenoblade Two, which you would have figured it would based on like the proportional sales of say Age of Calamity and Mario Three D All Stars and uh, Animal Crossing. So mm-hmm. like, Quarantine, it it's not going to make a not compelling product compelling. It'll just enhance what's already there.
1: Totally for sure. And Any- yeah, that's I I'm so interested in what this ends up looking like. Like, when does the Nintendo drought change? Does it ever?
0: Nintendo drives in terms of like software not coming out right now. Yeah. I think that changes this year. I think I, and I, I want to say like we get a direct, but I, at this point, I don't know how Nintendo feels about directs. Cause we haven't gotten a traditional direct in forever. And so who knows if we ever get a direct again. Um, but I think we start seeing those software teases soon. Cause I, I think hope, at this man. point you, you I think at this point as Nintendo, you've probably adjusted somewhat to work from home and quarantine, and all that stuff. It's stuff that was planned to come out this last fall is probably prepped to come out the upcoming fall. Now, a thing that I haven't brought up, and actually this might be part of our next news story. Yes, it is part of our next news story. So let's go into uh, story number two. Speaking of the Switch, Nintendo is not planning to announce a new Nintendo Switch model anytime soon. Uh, I'm gonna pull from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Nintendo has reportedly said that it isn't planning to announce a new model of the Switch anytime soon. In an investor Q&A following the announcement of Nintendo's latest earnings report, Bloomberg's Takashi Mochizuki reports that Nintendo president Shuntara Furukawa was asked whether the company would announce an upgraded model of the Switch. His response, not anytime soon. That response has immediately led to discussion of whether it is or isn't a clue as to a feature announcement previously nintendo has offered uh more concrete denials of a new model and furukawa's apparent phrasing here leaves the door more open to an announcement at a later date uh i very much believe (laughs) that they are not going to announce a nintendo switch pro anytime soon given that nintendo switch sales hardware sales have been on the rise for the last year and might continue to see a rise like the the, when tim to your question of the nintendo drought right like we've we've had reports recently ish that they're prepping for a a software lineup to go to go alongside a new nintendo switch model and all that is so up in the air right now to where i would have predicted that model was going to come this spring or this fall i wouldn't be surprised to see that model that model come 2022 and with that being the case what does that do to that software lineup do they push that software lineup to to still come out alongside that does that mean Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't come out until 2022 with a Switch Pro or do they go fuck it these games are ready let's just put them out
1: yeah who knows I, I, I have no idea like i there are no patterns that you can learn from nintendo because the 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 more things change the more they stay the same but at the same time it's pure chaos and like they can just at any moment just announce oh hey remember the the uh, the switch What's the core thing that makes the Switch the Switch? The fact that it could dock or not dock? Here's the Switch Lite. It's just a handheld. And you're like, all right, that's interesting. That goes against everything. Oh, hey, here's a 3DS that's 2D. You're like, oh, okay, I guess. That's yeah. a thing. You know, and it's like, I, they'll just, they'll say they're not going to announce something and then announce it a month later. They're like, well, we said not soon. It's a month. Like, I remember when we were, like, watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2, we got to go to, like, an early screener. And, like, while we are in the movie, Nintendo announced uh, some new hardware. I don't even remember what it was. The 3DS. X, no, 3DS. No, no was the, the new 3DS. Yeah, the new 3DS. It was like, all right, <laughs> I guess Wait, that's what? just what they're <laughs> going to do 3DS, right now.
0: Was there a 3DS XL and a new 3DS? hmm That's fucked up. hmm That's awesome.
1: And then there was one more, yeah. too.
0: But, I mean, there was a 2DS and the 2DS XL.
1: Yeah.
3: there's also a new 2DS. And that was also a new 2DS. Nintendo's no, that, ridiculous. You know man.
1: what? That's what it was. It was the new 2DS that was announced. That's fucked up. I love
0: mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emron, where is mm-hmm. your head at in terms of a Switch Pro and when we start to see a new slate of software?
3: I think it's coming. I think the Switch Pro is probably like ready, but I imagine that the uh, the software lineup is what's holding it up. Like I just imagine Breath of the Wild 2 is just not done right now. And like that's going to be when that game is done is when a switch pro comes out so like if that gets delayed then yeah i nintendo has also been like they've said oh we're not i think it was the ds Lite, or maybe it was the it was something it was one handheld update where they outright said we are not updating this there will not be a new model and then the next day they announced the yeah. new model straight up hmm.
1: So, like, I don't trust them at all here with this. Yeah. Like, the there will be some form of Switch Pro I, on our predictions episode of Gamescast that I did last week, I think. Uh, one of the things I was saying is I think that the Switch Pro is going to be way more of a next Switch that is also backwards compatible than just being a Switch Pro. Because mm-hmm. I don't see Nintendo wanting to get rid of these software numbers. <laughs> like, they yeah. want to keep that ecosystem together for as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, but with that, it's like, yeah, you guys are right. Like, you need the games. So... i
0: think when when is the when is the latest they can put out the next hardware model whether it be a switch pro a switch Two, whatever it's called when's the latest it can happen because for me if i'm if i'm nintendo in the situation right now in the current age and we're seeing these hardware numbers i am not releasing anything i'm like yo let's ride this out see how long we can ride this wave and wait for any sort of dip before we put out anything else uh in in a world where the where these sales keep skyrocketing, what do you guys think is the latest they put out a new hardware
3: model? I think it depends on when PS4 games stop happening. Because if if the logic is currently that it relies on third-party support from PS4 and uh, Xbox One games being somewhat scalable to the Switch, then as soon as they make the Switch, or the move to PS5 only, and just drop out the PS4 stuff, then you run out of the ability, or you run out of road, basically, to put ports on the switch so like there will be no you know whatever the sequel to doom eternal is going to be on the switch as it is but a switch pro maybe we'll see
1: yeah that's interesting do you think that nintendo really cares and relies on the third party stuff because like looking at these numbers it's like well it's clear where the money's at like there's no way the third party games are selling nearly this well even if you add them all up
3: they they sell decently. They sell enough that Nintendo keeps like we haven't gotten a general direct in years, but we've gotten like what four partner directs. Like they yeah. they rely on third parties at this point to fill those holes. It's just you know how much longer can they rely on them? Especially like think about it from the the other side. Not um what PS five games can be ported down, but what Switch games can, are we able to port up? Because most Switch stuff is like let's take Monster Hunter Rise for example. We know that's going to come to PC at some point. Like. You want to have Switch games that can port up to other consoles and to PC and still look good. Mm -hmm. And that's going to require at some point like a better Switch model.
1: Totally. Yeah, it's, bless, I see it from such a different perspective than you where to Mm me, I think that ASAP they got to get that thing out when it's ready, when they have the game lineup and all that. But like the moment they get a Switch Pro out with Breath of the Wild 2, you can kind of just start this slate of titles, sequels. And then it's just like you're just then getting even more money. Like if they made if 30 plus million Mario Kart eight, what about Mario Kart nine? You know? And it's yeah. like for all the people that have like I have nothing to buy now on the Switch. So many people are like me that we we've bought these games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, give us we need new games to buy to keep these numbers going up.
0: Yeah. Nintendo Nintendo's such an interesting company because I think I'm 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 right there with you that I think it's kind of a double-edged sword of you 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 want to get these new software titles out you want to get mario odyssey 2 out there and legend breath of the wild 2 out there and all these games and that's probably stuff that is slated for a switch pro but at the same time you still want to ride the current success and so it is that it is that seesaw of all right you know when's the when's the exact perfect time to drop this thing and i think if we're talking about latest i would probably i would probably predict latest spring 2022 um but maybe maybe it's fall twenty 2020, twenty 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 one. Like who knows? I could see I could see Nintendo looking at the tea leaves and being like, "Well, obviously we're doing so well in twenty twenty and twenty twenty because of COVID and work from home and and the video games industry overall seeing that spike." And so how much how long how much longer do we expect that to to uh, to go for? Twenty 2020, twenty fall twenty twenty one could be a reasonable time to drop because as Nintendo you, as Nintendo you might predict that that's when that. fall off might start to happen but again Uh, yeah i don't want to get ahead
3: of the other consoles too like right now there's nothing releasing like and there won't be for quite a while so like it you assume assuming ps5 and xbox series x get on the right footing by fall you don't want to wait too long after that to be like also the switch is you know we got a new switch again like a Mm -hmm. better version of a switch because at that point like all the air has been sucked out of the room
1: totally that's so true and then the other thing working the other way is the just actual production of the hardware itself like i guarantee nintendo does not want to put the switch pro out to only be able to sell a certain amount when they could be selling millions more it's just they they simply can't make enough and i think that is going to be a problem as we're seeing with the ps5 and xbox for the foreseeable future
0: uh last question before we move on to the next news story what do they call it is it the switch pro do they call it the super switch do they call it the new switch
1: Hmm. (laughs) God, the fucking new Switch! <laughs> the new Nintendo Switch. Like I, I can't imagine being the guy that came up with the the new branding at Nintendo, where they're just in the room. They're like, "What are we? What are we gonna call it? New Super Mario Brothers?" And there was like, "Oh, like that's the type of like You're working title, the the working title that just kind of accidentally stuck, and then like somebody like they printed the final box copy. They're like." Hey, we're supposed to change this. They're like, oh well, too bad. <laughs> now let's put it on everything. New three DS. New two <laughs> DS. <laughs> I don't know. Like new switch, I would not be fucking surprised. I'd be upset, but I'd get it.
3: Amron, do you I have any predictions? I'm, if if we're thinking okay, so follow me around follow me here. Mm-hmm. If Switch Lite was the portable switch, Switch Normal is the hybrid switch, and maybe a pro is gonna be a at home switch, what would switch switch heavy switch big i don't know like switch home switch home switch work. max switch max i think is pretty good
1: xl was with their old branding but i think that oh, yeah. xl would make sense it's a little dated at this point though
3: yeah because there's like, like concerns of like hey ha- we want to do a name that is like not too masculine sounding too because i know like they're they've always lived in fear of the fact that game boy is too masculine sounding a name so enough women mm. didn't buy it and, like, clearly there are women who are buying Switch in, like, large numbers. So you don't want to have a name that turns them off, I guess. Interesting. Like a huh. Switch.
0: Imran, thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for joining us. All right. I'm out. Later.
1: <laughs> Good one, bless. I like that.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Story <laughs> number three, MLB The Show 21 is coming to Xbox. I'm pulling this from Xbox themselves over on Xbox Wire. They write, We're excited to share that with our announced extension with MLB and MLB players, MLB The Show 21 will be available for the first time ever on Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. This is a very exciting moment for all of us as the storied franchise will be accessible to more gamers than ever before. We would like to thank everyone at PlayStation, Xbox, Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Players Association, and the San Diego Studio for working diligently to bring MLB The Show to more players. Uh, Over on Xbox Wire, they also talk about cross-platform play and cross-progression. That's right. With the show live on multiple platforms, users will be able to play against each other online with cross-platform play in MLB The Show 21. In addition, cross-progression allows you to earn and use content on whichever platform and generation you choose. MLB The Show 21 launches April 20th, 2021. The standard edition on Xbox One is $59.99 US dollars and on Xbox Series X and S for uh, $69.99 US dollars. Tim, it's happening. Finally.
1: Uh, Man, there's a lot, a lot here. First off, it's awesome that to see that the games come into Xbox like that's such such an unexpected change that ha- that was announced last year uh the cross play cross progression all of that this is the future that I want to see from video games and I, I love that it's starting you know it's it's beginning to be more of a normal thing an expectation uh for games that you're able to keep your save and play somewhere else if you wanted to even if that gets pretty expensive um and speaking of getting expensive 69.99 man yeah like that's it's like the next gen the the cost seems like it's gonna continue to be that way which is not a surprise but sucks
0: (laughs) i should have sent this to assets kevin you might be able to find this if you if you care enough to show it uh on the Uh. actual xbox box for mlb the show there's a playstation logo and it is the weirdest thing man actually i have it on slack kevin if you're looking for it uh where it is the weirdest thing seeing a playstation on uh in the kfgd slack uh seeing the PlayStation logo on an Xbox box feels weird. Uh but it's cool. Like it is it, I'm with I'm with you that it does feel like part of the the um the future of cross progression and in, in, in cross play. Uh and here Kevin has brought it up. Um it's, like it's small, but if you squint and look closely oh, at the box
2: yeah. <laughs> right at the bottom
0: there. <laughs> yeah, right at the bottom there, there's the PlayStation Studios logo. That's fucking That's,
2: weird. That's that like right? that seems weird. Cats wrong. and dogs this whole thing is fucking wrong.
1: all of a sudden <laughs> it's like all right i guess we're doing this <laughs> just having a little baseball I mean, game it's kind of like minecraft right like we've seen this before the other way of like the microsoft logos on playstation games
0: yeah but this is the first time in recent memory that like i we've seen it the other way around where playstation oh, is yeah. on, an,
2: on another console also, and so at, at the time tim we didn't respect minecraft
1: oh but now that's true now things have changed. that's true well we're kinda learning to now very much, <laughs> <Minecraft>. <laughs> very much
2: respects minecraft
0: very much I don't. I still don't know how the. Actually, no. I do know how this started because like, we be talked in the about chat it on stream. Oh uh, yeah, I can see that. No, mm-hmm. for sure. PlayStation mm-hmm. is playing the long game. Uh, I got a question here from BJ Bernardo who wrote into patreoncom slash kind of funny games just like you can and says, "Hi y'all. Do you think we start seeing more PlayStation Studios games come to Xbox? Do you see more non PlayStation Studio uh, PlayStation exclusive games, i.e. Final Fantasy 7 remake, coming to Xbox, or is the MLB the show?" An anomaly a one-off case scenario thanks bj
1: i definitely think it's a one-off scenario um i, I think that some non-exclusive game non-ps studio ps exclusive games like final fantasy 7 remake will come to xbox but that's different when we're talking about playstation studios games i either forgot or don't know why this is happening because it has to have something to do with mlb it's 100% seems like MLB. A, a more bizarre choice from PlayStation to make because I can't think of an argument for why this would happen because it's like, oh, well, there's MLB has fans on Xbox. They want to make money. So, like, well, that logic applies to Spider-Man as well. So what's the difference there?
0: I, I think for on, on MLB side, there's probably more pressure and more like, Hey, every other sports game is on multiple consoles and there is zero, there are zero um, comparable sport uh, baseball games on xbox we're missing out on a lot of money by not releasing on xbox playstation i'm, I'm sure like they pushed because even here in the in the write-up from xbox wire they they talk about uh thanking major league baseball and the players association and all that and even if you looked at twitter this morning where they announced uh, mlb show coming mlb the show coming to xbox all of the tweets i saw uh of people retweeting and being happy about it were people from Xbox? Like it was Larry Herb and uh, uh, Aaron Greenberg and all these folks from Xbox being like, "Yeah, let's go." And the only tweet I, f- I saw from PlayStation was them t- tweeting the trailer of the game. I don't even I don't even know if they mentioned the, that the game's coming to Xbox. And so it was very much like i I, I very much see PlayStation being like, well, damn, we lost this one. Like, what? Well, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. You know, MOB would like the show to be everywhere, and so we're gonna have to put it out everywhere because they get the final say, or they're the ones with the big bucks. And we, we would rather we would rather develop it and make that software money back than to just lose it overall. Hmm. Interesting stuff.
1: That's yeah. the the quote unquote dangers of licensing, where you don't own the stuff. So there's other factors at play, powers that kind of control the decisions, even if it's not necessarily what you want to do.
0: Yeah. And BJ, I definitely don't I, I definitely see this as a one off thing. I think PlayStation as much as possible as much as possible, they're like, no, we don't want to develop more games on Xbox and in and, and, and Switch and all and all that. Speaking of Switch though, I'm surprised that there isn't MLB the show on Switch. And I'm sure that is probably a hey, we don't we're we we do not want to put in the work to scale this game down for Switch because it is, it is a less powerful system. But again, like with the amount of with the amount of hardware out there for the Switch, I feel like they're missing out on a lot of sales.
1: Is it coming to Switch, though?
0: I don't think so. No, I think it's just coming to Xbox and PlayStation. Hmm. Yeah, there was an announcement today of Switch. But who knows? That might be in the pocket. That might be a future thing.
1: Yeah, no, no, nothing about Switch. Interesting. We shall see.
0: We shall see. Story number four: Sonic is speeding his way onto Netflix. Speaking of cr- cross pollination, uh, this is from Adele Anchors at IGN. Nope,
2: nope. Deep market penetration, huh?
0: Yep. <laughs> Netflix has announced an all-new animated Sonic the Hedgehog series, Sonic Prime, set to a premiere worldwide in 2022. The animated adventure will consist of 24 episodes, episodes which will follow Sonic on a high octane adventure where the fate of a of a strange new multiverse rests in his gloved hands. Whilst that might sound like a familiar premise, Netflix notes that the series is more than a race to save the universe, as the blue blur blue blur ultimately finds himself on a quote journey of self discovery and redemption end quote sonic prime will be a collaboration between sega and wild brain studio as the two companies are jointly handling production distribution and licensing of this series alongside ben 10 creators man of action entertainment who will be serving as showrunners and executive producers on the project which was accidentally teased toward the end of last year for some reason it says lightsaber at the end of this article i don't know what that's about that might be a copy and paste Error. Uh Tim. Yeah.
2: I, I was what trying to get you? I was trying to get the kids to make a prediction that you were gonna say lightsaber at some point. I was gonna uh. then ban myself and then reban my kind of funny or, or then unban my kind of funny Kevin account and then put all my points toward it. I was gonna start insider betting, oh but it my didn't work God, out. God Kevin, that's <laughs> hilarious. I just really couldn't funny. get them to start it going. It originally was Tim, and that was just gonna be fate, but then I was like, Well, I can control what blessing says.
0: That's wow. really funny.
2: Yeah. Holy shit.
0: Like, yeah, I got caught that way.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So, Sonic Prime, bless. Mm. I cannot find it in myself to get excited about this. I will say that as a whole, Netflix seems to be, at this point, not even doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on, hey, let's take established franchises that people know and love and turn them into animated uh, content for our platform. And we've seen it with Fast and Furious Spy Racers, which is now on its second season somehow. <laughs> which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um Wait, is it really? yeah Oh yeah. Is it, have you been watching it? Is it worth watching? It it is not worth watching. It has okay. moments, but it is not worth watching. Is uh, it this, is it a different cast? Is it like they don't
0: have Dom and all of them in there?
1: Uh it's Dom's little cousin or nephew or some shit. Gotcha. No, cousin, cousin. Uh there Dom has a, a cameo, but it's very brief. Uh mm. but anyways, um, but on top of that, we know that we got Tomb Raider coming. Uh, we got now the, we have Sonic. Uh, there's the Resident Evil CG stuff and the live action stuff coming. So it's like there's a lot of video game focused things. And I'm like, until we start seeing them and start seeing the quality of them, I don't believe that they're going to capture the magic of the Castlevania show. Because that so far has been like that's the gold standard for video game uh, anime adaptations on on Netflix. And this from everything we're hearing from knowing that uh, Roger Craig Smith isn't part of it from which, of course, the timing of all that has to be not a yeah. coincidence. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then looking at the logo of this, I'm kind of like, Ooh, it's it, it doesn't look like. Oh, you don't like the what, logo? What I would want from a Sonic thing. No, it it looks too. This reminds me more of Sonic Boom than it reminds me of Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. You get what but, I'm saying? Uh,
0: the Sonic Boom cartoon, though.
1: Pretty good sonic boom cartoon is great so that that is actually a good point that yeah at the end of the day i am not the target audience for this show you know Mm -hmm. but the when sonic mania had the animated adventures or whatever they were called uh sonic Mania adventures i think they were called did you see these no and it was like they were animated in the style of that the opening animation of sonic mania Mm -hmm. and it's awesome it's super super cool and like super well done i don't see them turning that into a show like this this seems based on the premise kind of like sonic generations kind of the show which has potential but i don't know nothing will ever be good as the sonic the hedgehog saturday morning cartoon
0: yeah well that's the thing is like that I, that's kind of kind of what makes me excited about this is i feel like surprisingly there have been multiple iterations of animated sonic stuff that has been good uh more than bad you know, like, you, you can even bring in the Sonic movie, like, Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out last year, was it? Wow, time is really... really is oh, a I, thought you, I
1: thought you were talking about the OG animated one from, like, 92. No, That no, was no. a fucking fever dream.
0: <laughs> but, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie with Jim Carrey, which is a sentence that feels weird to say now, mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly good. And I, I think with that, there's a lot of potential with actual Sonic TV to actually be a good thing. Like, we ha- we have a history of Sonic... On the big screen being good, that that gives me some faith for this. I am with you though that like I don't think the logo it sounds like the logo doesn't look amazing. And the premise does sound kind of like a all right, like on a journey of self of self-discovery and redemption. All right, oh, multiverse. Okay, let's see what this is about. Like none of that really sounds Sonicy to me. But at the same time, like what does sound Sonic y? Like everything about Sonic is very much huh. a What's edgy? What's fun? What's cool? What's for kids? Like that's pretty much Sonic summed up, and so this is probably going to be that. And with that, it probably won't all, be all the way for me, but I'm not gonna see what they try. I think this sounds like it could be pretty fun.
1: Did how into the Sonic cartoons in the '90s were you?
0: I was never super into them. I remember, I remember watching those. So there was a channel called uh JetX, or no, I don't even know if it was a channel. I think it was a oh, yeah. like a. <laughs> like a a, a, uh, a programming slate on like it was like fox. toonami it was like toonami but for like fox or something like that mm-hmm. uh and there was a sonic cartoon on there that i think might have been sonic x or something like that
1: yeah it was because sonic yeah. jet was a fox kids thing they the fox kids essentially eventually turned into jet and they play a bunch of reruns of sonic x kirby right back at you yes um oh dude i fucking love Kirby was a, right back at you there was an f-zero anime was there
0: on 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 Fox Kids on Jetix? Yeah, X?
1: dude. Yeah. How did I miss this? Yeah, straight up, man. F fucking zero. Um, but dude, back in the '90s, Sonic was crazy. There was three concurrent animated shows of Sonic the Hedgehog. There was the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. There was way more Looney Tunes, uh, than than anything. Where there was like it was more based on the games than the other ones. Then there was uh Sonic the Sonic sat amp is what they called it which was the saturday morning Mm. cartoon that was awesome that's what the comics are based on with like sally and all the like other characters that are trying to tell a deeper like cool story with like princesses and shit and uh it's kind of like what the sonic 06 game was trying to do but like it did it really wrong but that show's awesome and then there was sonic underground that was sonic and a couple of his friends were in a band that's that one awesome. didn't. That one didn't run as long. I think that was only one season. But then eventually there was Sonic X. That was like the I want to say early two thousands.
0: Yeah, that would have been Sonic like two thousand three, two thousand four ish.
1: And that was him hanging out with a bunch of humans and shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I remember digging that as a kid. I don't I don't remember much about it, but I, I remember uh, digging it. My one question about this story though is with the recent announcement of Roger Craig Smith not continuing as Sonic and them now announcing a sonic netflix show do you think this ties in to the next sonic game
1: wouldn't be surprised because this, the,
0: the, like i feel like the timing of, of everything would lead me to believe that whoever's voicing sonic in this show is probably also going to voice sonic in mm-hmm. the game
1: yeah which I, would make I me I think
0: that maybe think so. they're tied
1: yeah probably we shall see I, yeah i uh, sonic prime is the name of the game i could see it
0: yeah that lines up Uh, Before we get into our next news story, I want to tell you about our sponsor, of course. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by Brooklinen. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one setup and gave up. Trust me, go check out Brooklinen. Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost them an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 5 thousand five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will—they—they will, they are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a three hundred and sixty-five-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. Connor Funny loves Brooklinen. Tim has Brooklinen sheets that match the rest of his home. And Greg Mm -hmm. loves the comfortable towels uh, and how they help him hide his shame. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code GAMES to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's dot com and enter, enter promo code GAMES to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. com and use promo code GAMES at checkout. We're also brought to you by Honey. These days feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks. Then, when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for uh, coupons for that site. If Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best one to your cart. Kind of Funny loves Honey. Tim Geddes himself has used it for years, has saved thousands of dollars. He says himself, you are silly. If you don't use it, it is free and easy. Honey, honey, honey. Honey, honey, honey is what he says. Joey Noel says, it's so sweet. Joey Noel says, quote, it's great because you only have to install it once and then it pops up anytime you're shopping on a site to get gold back on your purchase. End quote. Greg loves Honey in his tea. Honey has found, it, has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Honey supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. Uh, you can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games so they know we sent you. Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. We got two quick new stories left. Uh, let's start with story number five. Sumo Group acquires Pixelant Games. This is Marie de Alessandri at GamesIndustry.biz. Sumo Group announced the acquisition of Polish studio Pixelant Games for an initial cash consideration of two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Based in Roklau, the developer will become Sumo Digital's tenth studio and its first one in mainland Europe. Paul Rolletter and Adam Lesson, uh, who co-founded Pixelant in July 2020, will remain at the head of the studio. The developer employs 13 people who are also who are all working on Sumo Digital projects. Sumo aims at growing the company, uh, growing the studio's headcount rapidly. The studio announcement said, and focus on winning third-party contracts while continuing to work on Sumo Digital uh, projects. Pixelant will also have the opportunity to work on an original ip so go get them pixelant games them. our last news story for the day story number six uh, there's another cool looking AAA game coming out of china kevin if you can pull this up for the people i have a link for you in the doc under this news story uh this is directly from our friend daniel ahmad once again zhx Ex uh, on twitter Uh, Here is a short teaser for Project DT, an action game set in a futuristic sci-fi world. It combines Chinese characteristics and hardcore mecha action with a female lead character. The game is developed using uh, Unreal Engine 4 by DigiSky, who are based in Chengdu, China. Uh, It is their first AAA title. I watched the trailer for this this morning. This game looks awesome. It looks like a combination of Metal Gear and Nier Automata. (laughs) which is all you have to do to sell a game to me
1: dude yeah this looks rad when it first started i was like oh this looks cool but what's the actual gameplay and like oh it's cool yeah (laughs) it's like
0: whoa this actually looks like something dope uh there have been like quite a few games announced out of china uh over the last year uh year or so and Big things are happening. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. to see what these games end up being because between this and the other game who's which I can't remember the exact name of it, chat or kind of funny.com/slash you wrong, if you can help me out. There was another very beautiful looking game coming out uh, of China that was announced last year that also looks dope. Um, and so if you have interest, look out for that. Tim, Mm -hmm. very excited to see when these games actually get published, but that's probably so far
1: away. If I went was coming out to mom grop shops today where do i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday
0: <indistinct singing> yes! uh, mighty masu in chat gets it uh the game i'm thinking of is wukong wukong looks very dope it's another another beautiful looking game AAA game coming out of china uh and so black myth wukong uh and so very excited for those games out today we got glyph for switch killer infected one of us for pc those are the two days the two games that are out glyph for switch and killer infected one of us for pc uh we got some new dates for you dragonborn is coming to steam on february 12th everhood is coming to switch uh and pc on march 4th bravery network online is coming to steam on february 16th mosaic Nico waifus 4 is coming to okay. steam on february 12th two days before valentine's day get hyped for that uh, and then wheel of fate is coming to steam on february 12th we got a deal of the day for you this comes from wario 64 uh, february free games are up right now on prime gaming you're gonna get monster prom hot seat edition spinch stealth bastard deluxe swim sanity and table manners hell yeah uh hell tim, of course, yeah. People, people can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get their questions read on the show for reader mail i got two questions here but we only got time for one and so tim i'm going to choose mm-hmm. i'm going to have you choose whether we want to talk about uh some of them GameStop stocks or whether we want to talk about uh blue point and military solid
1: point. let's do blue point
0: <laughs> we're going blue point military solid we're going to save the other question for the post show nick knack writes in and says hey blim I've been thinking about the rumored Metal Gear remake and the discussions you've been having on air, specifically about justifying a $70 price tag, and I've developed a theory. Bluepoint isn't just working on one Metal Gear. Bluepoint is working on three Metal Gears, specifically a collection of Metal Gear Solid, Sons of Liberty, and Snake Eater, all redone (laughs) from the ground up for PS5. I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. It is. MGS 1 and 2 are pretty light on the environments and would be pretty small, even if they were remade for today's platforms. Together, just in terms of environments and actual modeled assets, I would say they are around the same size as Snake Eater. Plus, most, if not all, of the dialogue could just be brought over from the originals and HD remasters. Having all three games would be an incredible value proposition. It would also, it would also open these amazing games up to a whole new, younger audience and would be a great way to celebrate Gear's 35th anniversary in 2022. Plus, who wouldn't want a remake of Snake Eater? What do you guys think? Am I lolly loo le, loco? Or have I stumbled onto a global conspiracy that goes all the way up to the top? I need scissors. 61 knack. Tim, what do you think of knickknack's theory here?
1: Uh, I, I get where he's coming from and going, but I don't think he's right. I think that there's no chance that Metal Gear Solid 3 would be part of this if it actually were to be done this way. However, MGS 1 and 2 do do make a bit more sense because he's right the locations are limited in those games and the characters and looks of the characters are shared across them where the age difference between solid snake in the two games is not much you wouldn't have to do too much to change it whereas mgs3 has an entirely new cast of characters and or old cast depending how you want to look at it uh and the 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 year difference between the characters is is a lot more vast so i think that would cause problems and it's just a very different looking game but yeah i could be kind of into it i although i do think there's a a higher chance and maybe i'm just getting fucking crazy here but some type of metal gear metal gear 2 and metal gear solid remake
0: that's what i'm talking about tim that's what i want that's what i want them to bridge the gap between metal gear solid 5 and metal gear solid because that gap that gap right there there there's so much story that can be told and it's a a shame that kojima uh wasn't able to finish that up because it felt like that's where he was going like it felt Mm -hmm. like the game after metal gear solid 5 ideally would have been the remake of metal gear and metal gear 2 uh and telling the story to bridge that gap um and so if i could choose anything it would be blue point remaking those games but it's difficult because i would also want kojima to be involved in some way in that because i i feel like it i, I feel like that's his story to kind of wrap up and tell that said i do like nick next theory uh of them doing Metal Gear solid and Metal Gear solid 2 though i do think Metal Gear solid 3 if they were to go about if they were to remake Metal Gear solid 3 i'd want that to be its own standalone thing Me because too. i think you i think you could take that and give it the blue point treatment and it could stand alone as a $60 or $70 game. Whereas yeah. Metal Gear Solid 1, I think that's more difficult to do. Metal Gear Solid 2 is a bit of a shorter game compared to, or more contained game compared to Metal Gear Solid 3 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, so to package yeah. them up that way, Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 would be awesome. Um, the, what knickknack is getting at here also sounds a bit like what they're doing with Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which I'd be down for. Though that sounds less substanti- uh, that sounds less substantial than what we usually get from Bluepoint, uh, with modern Bluepoint being Demon Souls and Shadow of the Colossus. And so, who knows?
1: Do you guys hear Andy? Yeah.
2: Do uh, they he's, hear he's, Andy? He's, Kevin? Yeah. He. Um, no, I don't think so. He's screwing okay. some shit up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You shouldn't hear him now gosh gotcha. i got very i <laughs> that got was very
0: really stunned weird. yeah i was like why is andy whispering nonsense in our ear like the ending of Miller solid 2 spoilers uh, <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to squad up uh i got a squad up here from matt who writes in and says hello i would like a squad up shout out to help promote a gaming tournament we're holding this week to raise money for macmillan a cancer charity in the uk Many of us have lost family and friends to cancer, and COVID has has left many charities uh, seriously struggling for funds. Every day this week, we are playing games. Tonight at 8.15 p.m., we are starting with a friendly game of Among Us, and from Tuesday, two teams will compete in a competition starting with Fortnite. We'll also be playing Fall Guys, Apex, FIFA 20, and Warzone. The winner will be announced on Sunday. Uh, Everything kicks off at 8.15 p.m. UK time. You can watch it on twitch.tv slash nudejob2020. <laughs> uh, that's that's definitely a username. New job 2020 That's N-O-O-D-D-J-O-B 2020. If people can donate, they can go to gameheroes.macmillan.org.uk slash fundraising slash nudejob2020. That'll be in the description for you guys to check out. Um, a shout out would really help us out in raising money for a great cause. Have a lovely morning again mm-hmm. if you want to check that out live matt will be streaming over on twitch.tv slash nude job 2020 now it's time for kind of funny.com I just slash like you're wrong to, what's um, up tim
2: just no it's kevin all oh, right sorry what's I up, just, Kevin? i would just like to explain that i was not snickering at the uh, <clears throat> little foundation they're doing there andy just said uh, he apologized then it came out of nowhere and you guys couldn't hear it, and i thought that was funny so Oh, i got that gotcha, uh, gotcha. yeah Did he he apologize just to you? Yeah, well, I, like, messaged him, and, like, he clearly just read the Slack and was like, oh, sorry, Kevin. It just, it came out of nowhere. It caught me off guard, you know, and I knew you guys couldn't hear it. Something about that made me giggle. I'm (laughs) caught off guard for sure.
0: Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Were you wronging? Were you wronging? Uh, Let's see here. Kebab says the Vita came out in 2012, and I don't know what that's from.
1: It's just, he's yeah, just... that's interesting. I heard we're that all might be apologizing. From some other and I'm apologizing it. like Andy. I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh, could you guys
0: hear that? Could you guys hear that? Oh, I see. Kenpo writes in with it, you're wrong and says, new job is actually no odd job. That makes way more sense. That's a great username. No, no odd, odd job. job. When Got you read it, it all together, it looks like new job. It does look like
2: <laughs> new yeah. job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That makes way more sense. Way more sense. Still not great, though. You know what I mean? But it's like a, it's a Goldeneye reference.
0: I love it. Uh, a now, a Bob just here says, "Miss News, Xbox Series X slash S sold its entire stock available last quarter, and will have a shortage until at least June."
1: Kabob oh. says it's worth pointing out that the production company making Sonic mm. Prime, WildBrain, are the modern form of Deke Entertainment, who made the De- original three Sonic cartoons. This is a multiverse show, so imagine a crossover with Sonic Saturday Morning Cartoon and Underground. That would be freaking awesome, and I would watch the hell out of that. Wait,
2: is that D I C? Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Dick.
1: Yeah, the, remember the cartoon yeah, you're right. I don't right. have the little thing like Teak.
2: Yeah, I'd always be like Dick. Dick, dick. Said it. They're saying it wrong, you know.
1: Yeah, give it some hard dick.
0: This, nope. this is. No, this wait, is the last year you're wrong I'm going to pull. We Didn't went really far. That. This is from Timmy Buddy and you're wrong. Uh, Jetix <laughs> was a Disney venture that first aired on Fox Kids in 2001 and then moved to Toon Disney in 2004. Uh, then in 2009, Disney did away with Jetix uh, when they turned Toon Disney into Disney XD, wh- <laughs> where they still air Jet X style anime shows like Pokemon X and Y, Beyblades, and Yo Kai Watch. Remember
2: oh, mm-hmm.
0: Beyblade? Mer- Blay- Bl- I used to love Beyblade back in the day.
1: Beyblade yeah. was after, after my time. I was also honestly like a little too old even for Yu Gi Oh! but me and my friends were like, fuck that, age is just a number and then we still played Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, well,
0: Yu-Gi-Oh was just good overall, though. Yu-Gi-Oh I, I go back asset. and watch Yu-Gi-Oh every now and then, and that show holds up. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. It's great, man.
1: Joey was my boy.
0: Oh, yeah, Joey Wheeler. Kunai with chain. That was all, that's, <laughs> weird. that's what he always said.
2: Kunai with chain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
3: if hey, you're blessed.
2: watching this, what's up? Uh, sorry, I was just going to ask you, do you ever own any Beyblades?
0: No, because my parents sucked at buying me toys. Got it. They got they, it. They, they they like got me the M fifty four, and that was it for me. Like they wouldn't like buy They were like, "Hey, hey
2: here, here's a book."
0: They were like God, here's a the book, the Bible. Hey, I had a friend, Stephen Ohini. he had a Beyblade. He had two Beyblades, and I was always jealous of him.
2: Always did he jealous. Did not let you play with, I I with the Beyblades. other one? He have no, the, he like... did. I, every time okay. I'd go
0: go over to his place, and he would let me play Bey- Beyblades, that and was I was a so
2: like he'd have yeah no he always had the the basic one yeah (laughs) it's got one blade and no bay
1: Let's get to the
0: post show. <laughs> this week's hosts for kind of funny games daily go like this. Uh, tomorrow. It is Greg and Gary Witta for Witta Wednesday on Tuesday on Wednesday. It is me and Imran Khan Thursday. It is Greg and Tim. And then Friday. It is Greg and Laura Kate Dale for kind of funny spotlight. Of course, if you're watching this live on Twitch after this is Snowback, Mike, Andy, and Nick watching some fun clips and playing some of that. their Warzone. war zone uh this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time it's time to do it do
1: you nailed that thank you I...